1: ferrario and tanner hendrickson i'm brandon Kylie. it's bk and ferrario here on 101 espn and right now we're happy to go out to the 101 espn hotline to be joined by jesse rogers he's espn's mlb insider joining us here on the show we appreciate his time as always jesse how you doing today man
0: i'm doing great good to talk to you guys happy opening week
1: absolutely and same to you we're very excited about it here in st louis Where one of the big storylines, of course is that jordan walker uh gonna be breaking camp with the big league club the youngest player to do so since you know uh 1960 so it's been a little while since we've seen something like this here in st louis Uh, jesse from the people that you've talked to maybe your own experiences watching him down in spring training if you've seen him uh what are you excited about with the uh the debut of jordan walker
0: yeah he's he is an exciting player i was down there early in camp uh this year and and saw what he was all about um he just has a lot of tools um i just like his demeanor at the plate for such a young young player i mean i haven't seen a ton of him but what i've seen i, I kind of like um you know uh yeah he struck out a lot uh you know last year especially in in double a and but, I, I mean, I just like the, the, the demeanor. I think he can handle the moment. You're seeing that with guys. I mean, Corbin Carroll signs that huge contract. You, I think you're seeing more maturity out of, out of guys younger than ever. And I think part of it is organizations have brought these guys along. I mean, there's just been a change in, in how they treat young players, right? It, it's no longer, hey, be seen and not heard. They really incorporate them. Even at the minor league level, they want to get them up as soon as they can. They're incentives now to bring up players and not manipulate service time so I'm just gonna say I like his demeanor I like his game um the numbers jump off the page in certain certain aspects and I think he can handle the moment from from just a little bit I've seen of him he just looks mature enough for it so Jesse
1: from that short sample size that you were at Cardinals camp and then of course what you've seen elsewhere what else stuck out to you about the Cardinals this spring training
0: Well, look, the Cardinals are good, but are they going to jump into the elite teams that we saw last year? Like, the Cardinals are 90-win good. I think you guys would agree with me. Are they 100-win good? And these days, uh, the 100 wins is kind of the measuring stick for elite, elite teams. Now, that doesn't mean a 100-win team is going to win the World Series. We know how that works. But you want to fortify on top of fortify. You want to be not just central division good. You want to be nationally good and you want to be MLB great and elite and all that stuff. And I don't know if the Cardinals are any different than they were a year ago. Um, Maybe a guy like Jordan Walker will elevate them. But I think there's probably a lot of Cardinal fans that are a little concerned about uh, the starting pitching depth. And then we see Wayne Ray get hurt coming out of the WBC. I, like other people, thought the Cardinals could have added a, a number one and moved everyone down a notch. Now, fast forward three or four months, if you tell me that Jack Flaherty is going to be the, the, the real Jack Flaherty of old and be that number one, I'll feel a lot better about it. I'm sure uh, uh, Moseloc has held back some money for, for July like he, he's done the last couple years. But add it all together, the Cardinals are Central Division good, but I'm not sure they're you know winning good or, or elite or, or World Series elite. Um, but again, once you get there in October, anything can happen. Um, It's just the same old thing with the Cardinals. I like them. I'm not sure I absolutely love them.
1: I think that's pretty much where we're at. I said earlier today, if you set the bar at like 95 wins, so kind of splitting that that difference that you were just discussing, I think that's what everybody's wondering is, okay, how do they get above 95? And for me, and you could tell me if you disagree with this, Jesse, I, I think it's tied almost exclusively to Jack Flaherty. Because if he becomes that number one starter, sure, you see how they've got that ceiling. Because now all of the depth starts to fall together. You got Michaelis, you got Montgomery, you got Mats. That's a decent two, three, four. You have a lineup that everybody, whether it's nationally or locally, seems to really like the bullpen is solid I could see how it works but if Jack Flaherty ends up being more of a number three starter this year in that scenario I I don't know how you get to 95 plus wins is it that simple for you
0: I think that's fair I think that's fair I think that makes sense I think the Cardinals uh, might is you know secretly quietly off the air kind of say similar right I, I think they understand what exactly they are uh, now maybe Jordan Walker wins rookie of the year. Maybe, you know, There's there's things that can happen that you don't foresee. But all things being equal, look, you need Goldschmidt and Arenado to repeat the years they just had to be great. And that's hard to do, to be first and third, or was it first and second MVP, whatever first, it was. Third, yeah. that's, hard to, yeah, that's hard to do two years in a row. Now, having said that, I, I actually picked Arenado to win the MVP this year because I think he's that good, and I think the WBC is going to lock him in kind of like it did last, year, last time around. But who knows? Maybe Goldschmidt takes a step back. So, I, yeah, I think you need something like Flaherty to jump up and do that or Jordan Walker to be the rookie of the year because everything else is kind of predictable. Great defense, solid enough pitching, good enough offense to get to 90, not necessarily 100. But maybe this is all for naught because 90 will get you in in the central, most likely, and then it's a crapshoot just like it was last year. Of course, if uh, you win enough games, you you can get a bye and and, and fortify yourself past that first round. So there are things like that we could talk about. But we know the Cardinals are good enough for October. It's just whether they're good enough to get through October but it certainly was the same question you were probably asking last year.
1: Jesse Rogers is our guest here on 101 ESPN. You can follow him on Twitter at Jesse ESPN, And that's where he was able to put out the breakdown of the Miles Michaelis extension from Friday. Michaelis getting $5 million in a signing bonus. And then it's a two-year deal at $16 million AAV over the next couple of seasons. Uh, Jesse, you had this news on Friday. What you think of the extension that the Cardinals were able to get done with Miles Michaelis?
0: I think it's as long that he's healthy of course. I think it's it's, it's fine for both teams. Um, it, look, it's a, a two year deal extension it's not huge huge like commitment and you know kill you for the CBT and things like that. but here's the key. I mean you got three free agents and you're starting staff and one of them is just uncertain in general, meaning Jack Flaherty. you just don't know and who knows maybe Jordan Montgomery signs up maybe there's you know you're fine by the end of the year, but you need some stability um and with lane rate retiring and mats has kind of been up and down um miles gives you stability as long as he's healthy so the deal makes sense you know obviously they reworked the numbers to fit their their whether it be cash flow or the cbt for the next couple of years you know that that's all well and good that's that's internal stuff but i have no problem with that extension on either end i i, I can't imagine cardinal fans can be that upset with their team when you have three free agents in the starting staff and this guy's a Kind of a physical specimen, to be honest, but of course arm, arms can do you know weird things at 34 years old. So I have no problem with this extension at both ends. It makes a lot of sense.
1: Jesse, sticking with the pitching conversation, you know, once that Michaelis contract extension kicked in, we kind of looked at it on Friday and said, you know, does this leave an opportunity for the Cardinals to acquire an ace, whether it's the trade deadline or the off season this upcoming year? Uh, would you say you're optimistic that the Cardinals would do that because of their pool, uh, their uh, farm system?
0: I would say yes, because we've seen them address pitching midseason the last couple of years. Now, two years ago, they threw some stuff at the wall, and it actually worked with John Lester and uh, who was the second one that they, they picked up? Yeah, Jay Happ. And then last year, they went up a notch and went for Jordan Montgomery, held a trade there, a very surprising one there. Um, so we know they're willing to do it. Now, will they give up five guys for, let's say, the Mets fall out of it and they want to go get uh, Verlander or Scherzer? I, I, I don't know about that. But we know that they have the ability to do it, and they have the funds to do it. So whether it be a Jordan Montgomery type, one step up, one step below, yes, I think there's something there. Now, come on, of the off season, you know, are they going to spend a couple hundred million on some? I don't, I can't answer that. They haven't really done that a lot in free agency. We've seen them extend their own guys, spend big money. We know what they did with Wilson Contreras. You know, pitching arm's a little different. Every team has a different philosophy when it comes to arms. I know GMs and owners that won't give a pitcher five years even now and um, you know, certainly won't go above a certain AAV because those arms are fickle. So I don't know if, if they're willing to go big time, you know, five, seven, eight years for a pitcher. But I certainly think they would do whatever they need to do in July to get over the hump. Cause we've seen them do that.
1: Jesse Rogers final question that I've got for you. We appreciate the time. As always, the rule changes are always a big storyline in major league baseball. And this year with so many of them, they're obviously a headline that will be monitored early in the season based on all of the conversations that you've had and the things that you've seen in spring training do you have any early insights, any early predictions on how much baseball will look different in the early portion of the regular season?
0: I don't think there's any doubt it's going to move as quickly as we've seen in spring training. That has been pretty steady from the minor leagues to, to spring training to, to, to the regular season. But I will put a caveat on all of this. Uh, not one experiment has been done in a major league regular season or playoff game. There's been plenty done in the minors, plenty of experimentation and implementation in in spring training. But none of those games are as meaningful as what's going to happen this Thursday and certainly fast forward six months. So I do expect some strange or unforeseen consequences once the regular season starts. What do I mean? Perhaps we're going to see a, 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 a major increase in violations from the seventh inning on in close games. You know what I'm saying? Like, who cares about the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning in a spring game? But we certainly care about them in the regular season. And most of those those jobs are, are, are given to veteran pitchers on contending teams. So the closer in the ninth inning, yeah, spring is one thing. Major League regular season is another thing. I, I do think we'll see some some unforeseen consequences during the regular season that maybe we didn't see play out in the minors or during spring training. And I actually think we'll see – I feel like the hitting and pitching violations might even out. In the, I still think there's going to be more hitting violations than people think. I was actually surprised. I think uh, I looked recently, it was two to one pitching to hitting violations. I think that'll even, I've even talked to hitters that have said they forgot that the clock was going sometimes, you know, I don't think a pitcher is going to forget that, but I do think a hitter might here and there. He's just so locked in on trying to get a hit. It's going to run out on him or the eight seconds is going to run out on him. So That's my my prediction, some unforeseen consequences because of the new rules, because we're finally in a moment where it's meaningful. Unlike spring training or even the minor leagues, my
1: hope is that we get those out of the way early, and then as it continues on this season, we can uh, kind of put that off to the side. But man, yeah. I, it feels like we're bound for something happening in the playoffs that's going to make it a big storyline, and then th- that's going to be one of the talking points going into the off season. It almost feels uh, inevitable that we're going to get something like that at some point this
0: year. Yeah, you know what? And frankly, I'm going to be okay with it. I know it's going to stink in the moment if you get called for a balk or something crazy, but it's part of the game. are part of the game. Now, you know, it's just part of the game and you've got six months to get used to it. Um, There's going to be some performances that are are impacted by this, right? The pitcher that just can't get used to it over the course of a, of a a game or the reliever, like he'll get his pitch in, but it may not be the pitch he wants. And so I do think numbers are going to fluctuate because of this. I just don't know who it's going to affect more. Like I'm, fascinated to watch you darvish work with a clock because he's traditionally been a slow worker can he be as effective right that's the key it's not just getting it in under 20 seconds it's getting it in and throwing a great pitch so all this is in play but you know what by october you got to get used to it by then
1: hey jesse great to catch up as always man enjoy yourself in the opening week of the major league baseball season we'll certainly be catching up with you again soon
0: okay talk to you soon